0: This is Tim Albright with Aviation with an Aviation special celebrating International Women's Day the entire month of March because there is entirely, uh, there's an entire community, a, a wide spectrum of incredible women in the AV industry and I can't confine them to one day. So with me today is my buddy Al- uh, Brandy Alvarado, owner of BAM Marketing. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much, Tim.
0: Uh, not to be um, not to, to be remiss, I would I would be remiss if I didn't also say the fact that you are the chair of the Evics and Women's Council as well. Yes, uh, so thank you uh, for that and for your service there. Um, we're gonna what we're doing is we're kind of getting folks um, journeys right, and, and um, if you've ever been to a trade show, or ever been to an, an industry event, a fun kind of question to start out with is is how did you end up in the in the industry, and, and you're going to get you know. For 10,000 people you ask, you're going to get 10,000 different versions. Um, so, Brandy, first question for you then is, Is how did you end up in AV? I
1: was actually stalked. <laughs> <laughs> so, I used to work for a large insurance brokerage, and um, Randy Pagnan of RP Visuals actually found me on, on LinkedIn and reached out, and um, he actually reached out kind of early. Initially and was interested in talking to me and and interviewing me and then it kind of got quiet which was really kind of interesting and I was still looking at the time and um, lo and behold about a month later he actually reached out again and said hey listen I still want to talk to you can you come in and interview and and you know I landed up at our our RPV really because of uh, social media to to be truthfully honest Um, so I that that's kind of how I got my start and I know a lot of people just sort of. Fall into it, you know. There's not a an AV 101 curriculum that I know of anywhere in any sort of tech college or anything like that. So, I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, quite honestly, fall into it.
0: Well, talk for a second about, you know, what Randy saw kind of in you, and, and based on that, that that made him think that you would be, you would fit this community.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I love technology and I'm sort of a, a nerd when it comes to like databases and CRMs and things like that, but I've also got a very creative side to me as well. Um, so bringing me on as the director of marketing and, uh, and sales for them was kind of a, an all-inclusive thing. Uh, you know, they wanted to rebrand the company and um, new logo, new website, new look, new feel, and really align sales and marketing. So, you know, when I came on board, we We took over looking at the CRM and really honed it and, you know, made certain processes that would allow for really great reporting of, you know, marketing campaigns and that sort of thing and how they fed into the sales structure. Um, We redesigned the website, redid the logo and revamped all that in terms of a marketing strategy. And we really honed in on who their buyer personas really were. And that was a big key element because... If anybody knows RPV, uh, you know they they cater to a lot of different folks. They cater to mark, you know, manufacturers, integrators, consultants, architects, the full gamut, and those sort of creators, if you will, in the industry. And um, really being specific as to who we were targeting um, was was what was key for them. You know, we were really sort of honed in on that voice and who it was that we really wanted to um, to speak to and target.
0: Now. Absolutely, and that's a, that's a huge thing. And then, you know, um, trying to get those that that disparate of of buyer personas had to be difficult. Uh, trying to wrap all those folks around.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, so let, let's kind of talk for a second before we get into um, the, the the second half of this. Is, is talk for a second about your involvement with the the OVCSA Women's Council and how you, you got involved there. Um, it has exploded over the last you know four or five years. Uh, a lot of of that is attributed to uh, the local chapters as well, and a lot of you know work that you do there in, in Southern California, but also mm-hmm. the number of, of chapters that we have both in the U.S. and globally. So, talk yeah. for a second about the Avixa Women's Council and kind of that growth.
1: Gosh, you know, Corey Schaefer and I started this in 2014. We um we always say we didn't ask permission to to start local groups. We quite honestly we didn't. We just took it upon ourselves to gather a group of women in Southern California and hold our first meeting, the first local group meeting. And from there, it just really took off. Um, you know, it spurred other groups around the country. And um, as of today, we're 50 groups um, globally, um, with a presence um, growing in the APAC and LATAM areas. Um, so that's a big thing. But, you know, we we've we quickly discovered with the Women's Council that it's very much member driven. And that's what we've really um, kind of keyed in on is that, you know, what we do in Southern California is not what they do in New York or Toronto or any of the other um, local groups. They all are very much member driven. So we're constantly asking our local groups, what do you wanna get out of this? What type of resources do you need? What type of events should we be holding? And so, you know, for, for all of us, you know, we do different things. We do, you know, women empowerment things, women in leadership type of, uh, of events, things uh, where we're doing sort of hands-on tech events or manufacturers courses that are worth CTSRUs or, you know, behind the scenes tech tours, which are really fun. But, you know, overall it's really about what the members want to get out of this. So, you know, maybe it's mentoring, maybe it's, um, a leadership type of thing. Maybe they want to, you know, increase their visibility through social media, whatever it is, we're really trying to, to key into those things and and give that to our members locally as well as globally.
0: Talk for a second about what that, that foundation meant last year, right. In 2020. I mean, when we all, um, kind of went home for, for a minute for lack of a better term, right. We started working right. from home. Um, that those connections, right. Both, both local connections, again, still were still virtual, but also mm-hmm. the, the global ones as well. And, and that, that support system to make sure that, that, you know, not only um, to see each other, even though it's virtual, but also to, to kind of check in on each other and make sure, you know, that that's kind of what our community does is make sure that everyone's okay, regardless of whether, you know, their company had downsizing or they had, you know, an outbreak or something, you know, talk for a second about that kind of support system that, that this provided folks.
1: Yeah. It was really tough to be quite honest with you. <clears throat> I wasn't at the time when we went home <laughs> back in March of, of last year. I wasn't in a position where I had been furloughed or anything like that as of yet. Um, that came in October for me, but um, almost immediately I felt the impact within <clears throat> within the council. I got so many calls and people pinging me left and right, wanting to chat, wanting to know if I knew of any opportunities um, because one of the things that the council sort of built on over the last couple of years is that um, <clears throat> women tend tend to be a little bit more timid when they're searching for jobs. We're not ones to put it out there in the media that we're open to work or we're looking for work or spreading the word. We sort of do that on, on the DL a lot of times. And so um, we took it upon ourselves and the councils to actually talk about, you know, possible opportunities. And even if somebody was too shy to speak up and say, I'm looking, then at least we had the opportunity to say, you know, such and such company is looking for this. So-and-so company is looking for this. Oh, hey, hey, my company's hiring for this kind of a thing. And so at least the opportunities were put out there and um, and potentially we could match some people up that, you know, would be um, ideal for those positions. But, you know, in terms of pandemic, you know, the calls, the emails, the, the conversations, the coffee, you know, times with a lot of folks is pretty brutal in the first couple of months, quite honestly. And, and it, and it kept going. And a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of great women were losing jobs and, and that sort of thing. And, and boy, it's just really tough. And, and, and again, trying to be just a facilitator and a connector was really the role that I kind of took on at that point and and still do to, to some degree as well, although not as much, I think we're seeing an uptick back in, into people getting sort of rehired and and employed at this point. So that's, that's, that's the good news at this point. Um, But yeah, it's really tough. But for me specifically, I feel like, you know, my role as the chair was really to help connect, facilitate, and, you know, offer events throughout the rest of the, you know, that time, helping people ramp up their resumes, ramp up their social media profiles, give them some confidence and wellness boosters, you know, along the way, Um, again, to help sort of mitigate any sort of things that were going on potentially and and to give, you know, the resources. That's really, you know, I find the most um, uh, helpful as the chair is what kind of resources I can give people, you know, and everybody needs something different, to be quite honest. So, (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let, let's talk for a second about about you. You, you came from a, a completely separate industry, um, and coming into the AV industry, you know, you, you know, Randy obviously, you know, kind of pursued you and, and made sure that you, uh, you certainly knew, you know, recruited you. But once you got here and, and, and started seeing some things, whether it was you know at a trade show or another industry event, what sort of hurdles have you encountered, and how did you how did you overcome them?
1: Quite honestly, I didn't know that women were the minority when I started with RPV. Oh. I You know, I I started two weeks before Infocom and I got dropped into the deep end. Quite honestly, literally, it was a sink wow. or swim kind of a <laughs> a moment. And I remember standing in our booth at Infocom, uh, whatever that was, twenty fourteen or something like that, I believe twenty thirteen, and looking around the floor, going, "Why are there so many men? I didn't see a woman for miles." You know, in that in the convention center, and I and I. I quite honestly didn't know at that time what a minority we were. And, um, and I quickly found out, you know, there was hardly any women in the industry we were probably like 10 or 12% of the, uh, of the workforce. And, you know, in talking to my buddy Corey Schaefer and, and others, I, I quickly found out that, you know, this is, this is how it is. And women really have to, um, find their voices and, and their foothold in the industry by all means necessary. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a, an eye-opening moment, quite honestly. But, um, you know, it, it taught me a lot though, because, you know, being in sort of the, uh, the old boys club, if you will, um, it's eye-opening. You know, you really have to um, to sort of set boundaries and, you know, what you'll tolerate and adapt to and things like that. And I just, I know that for me specifically, I'm very sort of very alpha. <laughs> mentality. And, and I, I do tend to put my foot down and, and create those sort of boundaries um, right away. But at the same time, I, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not coming across as that woman. I want to be, you know, um, somebody with a solid reputation and somebody who's going to leave a lasting legacy in this industry. And I I loved it. You know, the moment that I saw all the technology and got to, you know, sort of, to experience that i was hooked there was no way that i was going to leave av and um i'll be damned if i do now so <laughs> yeah
0: i i would agree with that that getting hooked part right um yeah. you once you and it was it was, it was quite frankly and this is not a commercial for infocom or avixa but that was what it did to me right my i stood in the middle of the show floor my first infocom and i'm like okay i'm done right yeah. i'm i'm Side like idea. you i'm not me up. <laughs> i'm not going anywhere Um, As we wrap up here, you mentioned, you know, um, leaving that legacy and and helping other women. What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want the change to be when you when you sit back on your, you know, uh, on your front porch many years from now, (laughs) uh, you know, um, in the hills of Southern California, watching the sunset over the Pacific? I'm painting the entire picture here. Um, (laughs) What uh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to have changed in the industry?
1: Yeah, this is. It's funny because a lot of people have been sort of planting the seeds right now um, with me because this is my last year as the chair for the, uh, the women's council. I've, I've, I will have run my three-year course, you know, and I always said that I wanted to leave it better than I found it, right? Find, give the women, you know, a voice, give them an equal share at the table, so to speak, and to move the needle. You know, that's been my goal ever since I started is to get us past that 10, 12, 14% of the industry Um, number that, uh, that that we keep seeing. I'm not sure where we're at right now, to be quite honest with you with COVID who the heck really knows, you know, we've, we've lost jobs. We've, you know, a lot of women unfortunately have stepped out of AV and that's a knife to the heart, quite honestly. That's the last thing that I I want to hear, but I can completely understand the need for having to work and support a family. But I guess, you know, what it boils down to is for me, just leaving this industry for women, better than I found it. And so, you know, creating initiatives and creating, you know, sort of grassroots, you know, um, elements that they can, that they can grasp onto and know that they have a sense of community and they have a place um, to, to come where it's safe and we're, we're supportive of each other and fix each other's crowns. That's what I want to leave behind.
0: I think you were certainly on your way for that. So thank you so much, Brandy Alvarado, owner of BAM Marketing. Uh, how do people connect with you or BAM?
1: Sure. They can find me online at um, bammarketingpr.com. I'm also on Twitter at AV Brandy and pretty much everywhere else.
0: <laughs> All right. Very good. Brandy Alvarado from BAM. Also, uh, I would be remiss. Also, uh, congratulations. She uh, just uh, got engaged. so. Um, that's awesome too. So going yeah, off her ring uh, so congratulations there uh, for us for Aviation. go by our website avianation.tv that's avianation.tv you will find this program and a host of others including an entire month of incredible fantastic uh, other women in the AV industry all that and more at avianation.tv that's avianation.tv